Hey, hey, Cherry Go Lightly here. Welcome to a brand new chapter of Still I Rise. Many of you have been with me since the very beginning. I want to say thank you, and I love you all. Thank you guys for all the support and all the love. It's been two years, and we made it. If you've listened to my previous episodes, you know my story and you know my deal. I'm a single mom with two boys who has overcome narcissistic abuse. The new version of myself has emerged, and I'm excited to share my journey of self-love and self-rediscovery with you all in hopes that I may inspire and or empower those who may need an extra push for motivation or those that are in a rut. I am here to help you regain your confidence and take back your power so you can just grab your water or tea, your favorite drink, and let's talk. I can't wait to share this new chapter with you. Good morning and happy Wednesday. We made it through the week. Of course, some of you guys know if you've tuned into my last few episodes, you know that I've actually taken a few days off or a couple of days off for just some self-care and just so I can take a break from all the chaos of work. So it is my Monday today. I haven't started my shift and I'm about to make my coffee so I can get my day started. I have a couple of things, well, a little bit more than a couple. I have a few things I wanted to share with you guys this morning, some thoughts and things of that nature. Um, So let's get a quick word in from our sponsors, and I will be right back. Welcome back. I do apologize for the background noise. Y'all know, you know, your girl likes to multitask, so here we go. Anyways, it was a nice little mental vacation I was able to take um, from work, and I was able to gather some thoughts together um, as far as what's next, because hopefully a lot of you guys can, you know, relate to this. Sometimes we go through these moments in our life where it's like... You know, we start asking like these very weird questions. And what I mean by weird, we tend to, you know, just (laughs) what is the meaning of life or, you know, what's next for me? And during these unprecedented times, it's really tough to to navigate where our lives are going to be within the next like few months or the next week. We're just kind of living presently. Uh, you know, it's like a lot of things have been happening. Um, just kind of looking at the current events, I've tried to step away from social media because it can get, it can get depressing. Um, you know, there's so much ugliness going out there and so many, so much, so many sad stories happening. You know, there's so many deaths, you know, just to kind of briefly go over them, like the whole thing with Naya Rivera, that was very heartbreaking, you know, just to know that, you know, her son witnessed her drown and, you know, she mustered, as they said, mustered up enough energy to save her son, but not herself. And my God, that's just so sad. It's so sad to hear these things. And, um, you know, John Travolta's wife of many years passed on uh, just around the same time and uh, you know due to cancer and 
You know, there's been uh, a suicide with Lisa Marie Presley's son. What's going on here? You know, it just seems like nothing is ever calm. There's always something going on. But, you know, my friends, as I mentioned in the previous episode that I recorded, all of that stuff happens outside of us. And, you know, even though things can get tough, Um, And, you know, sometimes we look at these things and we get, you know, emotionally dragged down by all these events and it can, you know, it can give us some anxiety. I've talked to a few friends that have told me that all of these things are making them anxious and, you know, that's, that's completely normal. You know, um, with a lot of things that are all these changes, like now we're having the distance learning and it's scary because even for myself as a parent, I am not sure if I can handle, you know, um, being a distance learning teacher. And one of my fears, you know, I'll share with you guys is I'm afraid that our children, these, you know, in this generation is not going to be as educated as they should be because we're now doing distance learning because of this whole pandemic they're going to be missing out a lot on their education. So I have my worries as well, but I have to just go in the whole surrender mode and just know that, you know, these things, I can't control them. I can do my very best with everything else, but certain things I can't control and I can't stress myself out over it. Um, You know, uh, I am a firm believer of really preparing of what could happen or what's to come. And, you know, the thing is, we never know what's going to happen. And that's why we always have to, you know, see what we can do within ourselves. And that's why it's so important to take breaks and rest your mind so you can make the best and sound decisions. Because when we're all panicked and all stressed, we don't always make the best decisions for ourselves You know, critical thinking, sometimes you have to learn, and it's not easy, trust me. It's not easy to make a decision when, you know, so much is happening. But it gets gets better over time as you, you know, learn how to stay resilient towards or, you know, during these crazy times. Um, You know, it's funny because the other day I was reading something and it says allow cleaning and organizing to be a form of meditation and that's absolutely true you know in my previous episodes I always talk about decluttering and organizing and you know I never really understood why um, it was so important for me to do those things And later on, I realized that the reason why it was that important for me, excuse me, you guys are about to hear some noise because I'm going to let my dogs in. The reason why it was so important for me, sorry, I guess I didn't know this was going to be an ASMR special with my pug. Um, The reason why it's so important is because it calms me and one of the reasons why it calms me is because it is a form of meditation. Um, I've been told that anytime you create something, it's a form of meditation. 
anytime that you are painting or anytime, like even with myself when I garden, I feel very calm. When I'm cleaning, not all the time. Sometimes with my kids, I'm kind of like yelling up the storm with them and I'm not always calm. But it's still a form of meditation when you're cleaning by yourself or you know even when like when my kids are calm well when I'm decorating I feel that it's a form of meditation because I'm creating something and designing things to where to my liking of comfort and things like that um you know my previous episode I talked a lot about you know not really seeking validation and one of the things I wanted to bring up today is basically, you know, having, <clears throat> creating your own happiness within your own walls. And what I mean by that, creating the happiness within you. Now, <clears throat> excuse me, my throat. I've noticed, and you guys have heard my previous, for those of you that have been with me since the beginning, I've had issues with basically not getting approval from my mom and till this very day I still experience that till this very day she'll put in her two cents and say I don't think this is right for you I think you should do this Um, like in my previous episode I had mentioned that she had suggested for me to move to her city because she felt that I could quote-unquote find a more stable man Well, you know, for me, normally I would be upset and, you know, and you guys could tell in my previous episodes, I would get upset, rattled up and, you know, just say, wait a minute and defend what it is that I'm doing. Basically seeking justification or, you know, trying to justify or seeking that validation from her. And it shouldn't be that way, you know? And this is when I learned that I've leveled up. She had said something to me yesterday and I didn't defend it. Not because I was like, I don't believe in it, but I I felt like, what is the point of stepping into a conversation that does not need to be, you know, walked into? Um, I know I've leveled up because I can look at my life right now and it doesn't matter what anybody says because at the end of the day, I'm taking care of what I need to. Um, and you know, sometimes when we talk about taking care of what you have to, it sounds like you're a child that you're, you know what I mean? You're, you're still a child and your parents like, are you handling your responsibilities? It's like, no, nobody needs to tell me to do anything. I'm taking care of it. I'm full-blown adulting. I'm thriving on my own, you know? And once we get to that point, validation doesn't matter, you know? And we are responsible for our own happiness. We are the ones that create that happiness for ourselves. And, you know, when we go around seeking validation or seeking approval from, I mean, look, I'm not telling you don't love your parents, don't love your friends, 
and don't respect their opinion. I'm not telling you to do that. But don't base your don't base your decisions or what you, you know, what you make of your decisions on what they tell you they think is best for you. We're not all the same. Now, you know, how I handle a situation may not necessarily be the best way for you because you don't have the same factors in my life. And I understand that. But at the end of the day, you know, you got to look at your life. You got to take a step back and see what you need and what you don't need. What is it that's making you happy? Are you 100% happy? You know, and I remember being in the position where I would be like, where I was married and I'd say, yeah, I'm the happiest I've ever been. But deep down inside, there was something that was not making me happy. I, I mean, actually, I was not happy. You know, I felt like every day was just kind of a drag. I felt like, you know, I didn't want to believe that I was unhappy in my marriage. I didn't want to believe that, you know, um, there could be another chapter if I left this marriage. It was very hard for me to sink my teeth into that because I was told growing up that divorce is a very bad and ugly thing and you know then you're gonna you know just the thought of having to start all over is scary a new beginning is so scary because nobody wants to start all over especially if you've built something over the course of like maybe a decade and I had mentioned that in my last episode as well you know it's like it's humble beginnings but when you start like you know, I understand when you have an establishment of, you know, like for myself, 11 years, I thought long and hard about that for months, even maybe a year before I left my situation. You know, I had to stay in there long enough to realize that enough was enough. I didn't want to deal with this anymore and I, I wanted much better. You know, well, I put myself in the position where I realized I can't stay here anymore. No matter what, like this situation is so broken that I can no longer stay here even if I wanted to. And it was scary. Like I was, I left when I was already broken. And it's sad because a lot of us leave around that time. We wait, we let it fester, excuse me, until we finally leave. And that's okay. Don't beat yourself up over it. Sometimes we allow these things to linger and then it eats us up. And maybe, you know, we do have to suffer. We do have to have, you know, parts of us missing to realize that something's missing to actually move on. If that makes sense. You know, and when you spend a lot of time alone, you really start realizing and learning things about yourself. And that's the beautiful part of this, of starting all over. It's because when you're in a relationship or when you're with somebody, you know, you get so consumed into, you know, um, conforming into their likes, their dislikes, and you lose your identity. I'm not saying that's how it is for every single person. But some people just don't get this. Some people don't understand that 
They don't have to change who they are. The person that loves them should always always embrace them. It's not about it's not always about, well, what can this person do for me? Like here in the present life. Like is this person going to is this person able to help me with my finances? Is this person able to help me when my car breaks down? I mean, all that stuff is great and important. But at the end of the day, we're not always going to be available to to those people and vice versa. And this is why independence and self-love is so important because you never know what can happen. You know, I was getting my hair done yesterday and thankfully my guy was able to sneak me in and I was able to get my, you know, before quarantine um, self, self-love care, you know, if you will. And I'm actually very happy with my hair, but I mean, it was all horrible. We had to, uh, we had to do our hair in the back and it was okay because here at the end of the day, you know, these people are going to be suffering and, you know, your girl needed to get her hair done. And also, you know, I'm helping out a small business owner. So with that being said, um, you know, as I was getting my hair done, I overheard a girl and she said, you know, she was such a lovely person, but I kind of felt a sting when I heard her say, um, she was trying to put an easy up, you know, together. And she said, well, you know, I don't know how to do that. My boyfriend usually does it. And I remember being one of those girls and there's nothing wrong with that. However, when things hit the fan, when crap hits the fan, it can get very crazy. And sometimes, you know, as us, you know, for us women, it's not always great to rely on a man for things like that. And I'm not being a man hater, you know, I mean, if a man is available to help you, then allow him to help you. Don't be that, no, I got this. But at the same time, you also have to be be prepared that people are not going to be available and you always have to have a plan B. That's how it should be. It should never be like, well, you know, let me ask around and if nobody's available, then, oh well, I'm not, I'm not going to get this done. That's not how it works. You know, it's like you, ha- you can't wait around for people. You got to do things yourself. If it means you have to learn how to, you know, unclog a sink. If it means you have to YouTube things and learn how to DIY things, then so be it. You know, I'm a firm believer of going out into the wilderness on your own before you start inviting people into your tribe because you got to learn how to do things, you know, independently before you start, you know, committing yourself making a commitment to other people. And um, at the same time, if you're going to be in a committed relationship, that person needs to be on the same page as you. That person also needs to be independent. And, you know, I, you know, like I said, this is just my opinion. You know, I'm, I, I forgot to add the, you know, I forgot to add that uh, disclaimer in the beginning of my intro, but you guys know I'm not a psychiatrist. This is just me talking about and sharing my experience. And I've lived by myself for two years now. I'm going on two years. And, 
you know, it's been an amazing journey. You know, I was scared. And let me tell you guys, I've mentioned this before. I was not as I was now, then. I was so dependent and I was so scared to even drive on the freeway. That's how bad I was. You know, I would just kind of sit around. But now it's like, you know, I look around my apartment and everything piece by piece is coming together. You know, I know that I'm not going to stay here for long because, as I mentioned, I do have goals. I do have visions of myself and my boys, you know, um, being in a much more permanent home. You know, I have visions of seeing my boys go to college and traveling the world with my boys. And, you know, I have so much that I want to do. I mean, there's, you know, I'd like to take off some kind of um, new business venture. I'm not sure exactly what it is, but I know I'm in the cocoon phases of finding that version of myself so I can offer the best version of myself and help other people out. And so, you know, and I encourage you guys, you know, right now, even though things can be daunting and terrifying, try to find the goodness of things and be thankful for things. Look on the bright side of things. Always find something to look forward to, even if it's something small to jumpstart your day. Whether it's like, you know what, I'm going to wash my car today or get a car wash because I want to be able to go into a clean car or I'm finally going to get my, well, things are closed right now, but you know, even for myself yesterday, I was looking forward to getting my hair done and I felt great after I got it done, you know, or you're going to go visit with a friend that you haven't talked to in a while and this person makes you feel you know, at ease every time you're with them. So many things like that. You know, just be, just be very happy about, about things. Just find things that'll make you feel better about your current situation. And I think that's where we have to be more Um, That's what we have to focus on. That's the biggest challenge is trying to find things to be grateful for even during these times. You know, for myself, it's been easier to find these things. Like, for example, you know, um, I would look forward to, because I am on a diet now, and I'm actually given um, one actual meal to eat Um, because everything else it's just um, you know their their meal plan so I would like okay you know and I'm excited to try this and then it's like you know when I try a, a recipe that I made and it turns out very good I'm very happy about it I'm like wow I made this and it's delicious and you know I'm thinking to myself this is restaurant quality And it feels great. You know, uh, another thing that I've been very happy about is I'm not exactly where I would like to be financially. And I realized that during this pandemic, 
I've been fortunate enough to still have my job and to still have, um, you know, steady, basically steady income. So it's truly a good feeling. However, you know, like I said, when you start spending time alone, you start truly like thinking about things. And when I say you start thinking about things, you, you know, you start looking at stuff like, well, I should have looked at this a while ago and I feel silly. You know, just looking over some of my finances because I've mentioned this before, you know, during my, you know, during my divorce, I actually had, you know, a lot of debt that I carried, you know, I carried along with me and my mentality was there is no way I'm going to be able to, you know, um, come out of this. This is going to be a mess and there's no way. There's just no way. So I then realized that, you know, when I started showing gratitude towards what's going on, what I have in my life, you know, like being utterly grateful for my children and having a roof over my head and, you know, um, a lot of things started coming my way. Like, for example, you know, when I moved, you know, I got a check from, you know, I actually got my deposit back and that's rare. Uh, so that was, you know, that was a good chunk. And then I was able to write up a policy before this COVID started. Uh, cause you guys know I do financial education. Um, it's been on a halt for a while, but you know, it's like one of my ex's cousins had reached out to me and said that she needed help and I was actually able to help her out. So, you know, that was actually a big chunk of change as well. Um, you know, there were other things that, that, you know, that helped me boost everything up. I mean, we got the stimulus check and I was able to have money in my savings finally. And, you know, the best thing about it, it was like consistent. Um, it was a consistent time that I was able to save, you know, and, um, during that time, I did do a little bit of spending and because I moved into a new apartment, I was trying to make this place look like home. Now, you know, I kind of struggled back and forth wondering, okay, are these necessities or am I just kind of splurging? But then I also realized that, you know, making my house a home and, um, you know, just really enjoying my home is a big deal. You know, it means a lot to me. And so it's like, you know, I kind of backed away from, from spending and I was able to still keep a good amount of money in my, in my savings account. Um, I wasn't behind on bills. I wasn't stressing. We had food. I was so grateful for it. 
you know, and during this time I had actually asked for guidance and I continue to do so, you know, and I know that everything is going to be okay. And, uh, you know, now out of nowhere, and this is why it's so important to pray and meditate because you do get that guidance. Um, you know, you may not see it as like somebody directing you, but I truly believe that I am being directed. Um, as long as you, you know, you ask for the help during prayer or you ask your, you know, for my fellow, you know, people that are into the whole spiritual community, you're, you know, your spirit guides to help you and they will. So just to share with you guys, you know, after kind of going through all of this stuff, you know, just going through the notions of just the daily COVID life, you know, and spending time with my boys, it's like, I felt like it was a dead end and I'm like, okay, well, what are we doing? What are we eating? That was the, that was the everyday question, you know, and there was clutter everywhere. Um, when I say clutter, it meant physical, I mean, physical clutter and mental clutter. Um, I had no idea what we were doing. And then finally, you know, I realized things worked itself out. You know, um, out of nowhere, I think what gave me the sign was, you know, um, like I had mentioned, my credit was not at its greatest. I mean, shoot, it's, it's pretty bad. And... All of a sudden, I decided to check my credit karma, and bam, it showed that I went up by 24 points. And I was thinking to myself, you know what? This has to be, I need to pay attention to this. I need to start looking at my debt. Now, some of you guys are probably like, well, duh. But there are a lot of us that are not really thinking about this stuff because there's an abundance of things on our plate. And when you take care of, just picture a yard with a bunch of dried bush or brush. And once you start clearing out that brush, you realize, oh, wow. Or even if it's a messy room, I can actually use this. Or, you know, actually a yard's better. You find old furniture and, you know, please just like look at, you know, just bear with me with my analogies. You're looking for, well, you're not looking for anything. You're not looking for anything in particular. You're just kind of going through this dried brush, getting rid of it, you know, just cleaning out that yard and you find all kinds of like furniture and treasures. Maybe some of them are tarnished. Maybe some of them you need to throw away. And there's also those things where you're like, you know what, I can revive this and I can use this and it'll serve a purpose in my house or it'll serve a purpose in my yard. You know, and you start creating things and it's so much beautiful. So that's basically how it is with all the different aspects of your life of what's going on. You have to kind of go through all the brush in order to find the things that's going to help you to level up. I hope that's making sense. And I have noticed that lately... You know, I've been more in tune with all of that. So like I said today, I looked at, you know, well, not today, but I've been looking at my credit and I'm like, okay, you know what? I need to get somewhere. 
I don't want to be rowing this rowboat in circles. I need to get to a destination. And I need to feel like, you know what I mean? I'm having some kind of movement because this is driving me crazy. Like I said, there might be a few of you right now that are shaking your head or face palming saying, well, duh. But need I remind you, not everybody operates at the same pace. And you know what I mean? Maybe for those of us that have our finances together, maybe there's another aspect. I'm not saying that this is all for finances, but need I remind uh, you know, all of us that there are other things in our lives that we have to realize that we need to, that needs attention or, you know, we need to like look at it a different way or come at it in a different angle, you know, in order to be successful. And um, during these times, I believe what we're doing is trying to find who we are. We're trying to find our true authentic selves. And, you know, um, part of that really is, you know, finding peace, finding inner peace for ourselves and just being happy with who we are and what we, you know, what we do for ourselves and for our loved ones. It's such a great feeling, you know. Like I've told you guys, I never dreamed that I would be in this state of mind, you know. Um, It feels great not to be, you know, consistently depressed. It feels great to be in control. It, you know, in control of your emotions, in control of your day, in control of, you know, your finances. And it's like you have to tell yourself that you have control and you have to believe that you have control. It doesn't matter how crazy things get. You got to be in control. You have to tell yourself, even though, you know, things might go downhill, you'd be like, no, you know what? Don't worry. We're figured. I'm going to figure this out and I'm going to be okay. Or we're going to be okay. You know, you and your kids or your loved ones, just know that you're going to be okay. It always will be, but be grateful for the life that you have and, Just remember the memories that you're building, you know. You don't want to be that stressed out person all the time. You don't want to be remembered as being stressed. What type of impact are you leaving? Not just with your kids, but those around you. That matters, you know. I mean, it matters for those that actually matter. I'm not talking, like, please don't go up to somebody that, you know, that's just going to abuse you. And take advantage of you. You know, know your true worth. And be happy. But work on yourself with what you can. You know, it takes a while for us to level up. It takes time. It takes effort. You know, and sometimes we may not even be looking to level up. And you're like, whoo, cool. I mean, if this was Zelda, I'm not sure how the game went. It's been a while, but it's like, you know, you're walking around that castle or what have you. And you're like, I found the Triforce of Wisdom. There you go. That, there you go. It's your own Triforce of Wisdom. And, you know, every single time you get one, you're whole and you're just like, yes, I completed another challenge. It's great. So now, you know... Just using this as an example, I'm pretty much dissecting all of my finances. And I'm like, okay, this is operation, fix my credit, operation, get my finances in order. 
as I've mentioned to you guys before, I do financial education. And how embarrassing is it of me to not have my finances in order? One of the reasons why I took a break was because, you know, I can't really put myself out there and offer services if I don't fully understand what's going on. And the best way for me to fully understand what's going on is to indulge in these financial situations so I can better explain it. You know, um, you can read out of a book and say, okay, this is how you go about doing things. But when you experience these things for yourself and you yourself have had to navigate through all of these steps and processes and concepts, then this is actually where, you know, you're more of value. You bring more to the table because of your experience. I mean, going into nursing, as an example, like let's say, for example, you have your A student or you have somebody that has, you know, or you, okay, this might be a horrible example, but, you know, and I'm not clowning any RNs here, okay? This is not an RN bashing session. You have a new grad RN versus an LVN that has been on the field for 14 years. You know, the RN, bless their, the new grad, bless their heart, they are just learning. They stepped out of clinicals and, you know, they are, you know, book savvy because they just got out of school. You know, um, that doesn't really compare to an LVN who has been in the field for 14 years. The experience is different. It doesn't necessarily, you know, just another example, age. You might have somebody that's 50 years old and they say, oh, I know it all. I've been here, this, 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 and that. But maybe they did not want to stray, you know, away from their comfort zone. So if they decided to stay on the safe side or they decided to just do as they were told their entire life, you know, sometimes this can be cultural, sometimes this could be, you know what I mean, just staying complacent, they don't really gain that experience. So not everybody that's older than you knows. You know, we're taught in like, especially with my culture, you're taught to listen to your parents because, I'm not saying don't listen to your parents, but you know, once you get into that adult phase, it's like, for myself, I'm not, you know, I find myself to be an intelligent individual, but I don't think I'm an intelligent individual because, you know, of school or it's because life beat the shit out of me. And it's like, I know where it went to duck. You know, it's kind of like, you know, those booby traps. I know when to duck. I know when to freaking do the matrix maneuver. I know when to, you know, drop down on the ground and all of that other stuff. You know, I'm that person that would be like, don't lean on that wall. You are going to fall. Trust me. You know what I mean? After I'm missing an arm. You know, so don't beat yourself up. Don't seek validation. Oh, should I do this? Look, you know, we are entitled to make dumb choices in our lives. How many times we want to make them is up to us.
And, you know, if you haven't learned from the dumb choices that, or not you, but if we have not learned from the dumb choices that we've made, then we need to start reevaluating our thought process, you know, and sometimes we have to continuously make those dumb choices in order to realize that we no longer want to be in that situation. I mean, for me, it took me years. It took me a decade to realize that, you know, it's not just with my marriage, but I've made dumb choices overall, Um, you know, using my thought process as an example. Um, I was looking at my student loans and this is embarrassing because I do financial education. Well, when I was looking at my loans, I had seven loans, I believe, or I think it was maybe 10 loans. And now I have three left. And my stupid self, well, okay, no more negative self-talk. My silly self, I forgot. I just never really looked at the loans extensively. I never paid attention to the interest rate. Now, compound interest, I'm going to give you guys a little lesson here. Whatever the percentage is, that's going to be double the amount. That's how long it's going to take. So 12% interest rate, it means it's going to double up in every two years. So the way that works, it's basically um, the rule of 72. So what happens is, you know, I feel hor- I feel kind of weird t- sharing this with you guys, but look, if you are in the same boat as me and you are trying to figure out your debt, you have to look at the interest rate. Like if it's a credit card, if it is like You know, like, let's say, for example, it's a 7% interest rate. You basically divide that by 72, and that's how, you know, how it compounds. Like, one of my loans, I looked at it, and I'm like, holy smokes. It is a 12.25% interest rate. So, 72 divided by 12 is, you know, it's going to be 2 So, you know, actually, I feel silly. Hold on. Let's see. Let me make sure I'm giving you guys the right information here. Oh, I'm sorry. It's two. 72 divided by six. I obviously my my copy hasn't kicked in. 72 divided by 12 is six years. So every six years, this damn thing is going to um, double up which is not good, Um, you know. And then on top of that, I found out that it's a variable um, type of loan. Variable means that it fluctuates, you know, depending on the performance of the market. So with that being said, I was like, holy crap, I need to take care of this. Otherwise, I'm going to be paying for this for years. And for my student loan, like I said, I would just pay the minimum. I've gone through hard times where I have actually had to, you know, put my loans through either deferment or forbearance, which was not fun at all. And, um, you know, because of that, it prolonged, you know, me paying off 
a bunch of my, my stuff. So because of that, you know, it's going to prolong my goals and, you know, where I would like to be within the next five years. Because, you know, truth be told, I don't want to be where I'm, I don't want to stay where I'm at um, for this long. I I truly don't. Um, I really feel that I would like to, you know, rebuild everything that I once had. So, it, you know, it's it's going to be a while. I looked over all of that stuff and I said, okay, it's time for me to, you know, make a plan and figure things out and, you know, um, boost my credit up. And if you're in that boat and you have the capability to do that, you know, be sure to do it. Don't wait, you know. Um, really go through your finances. You know, look at the number one thing, you know, to really consider when you are looking at your finances. Um, I'm going to share with you guys this and, you know, who knows, like once I start getting better at certain things, I can share a little bit more with you guys. You know, um, a lot of the lessons that we teach on these workshops. And like I said, I had to take a break from it because I feel like I need to figure myself out before I start venturing others. So we have here what you would call the financial foundation. I want you guys to picture um, somewhat of a pyramid. Um, basically, the way you would... Um, handle and tackle this foundation is from the bottom up it's like building a house you would not necessarily you know build it from the roof down that makes absolutely no sense you would build it from the ground up and that's how it is so you know don't worry I'm not trying to make a sale but I think it's very important for us those that are rebuilding and, you know, we have to think about um, all the responsibilities that we have to our loved ones and to ourselves. And, you know, if we're trying to get back on our feet, you know, um, for me personally, it was hard to maintain this foundation because there were times, you know, where money was tight. I had to make some adjustments, not particularly ideal adjustments, but um, a lot of it was bad. But now that I am where I need to be, where I feel that I'm capable of doing this, I can go ahead and tackle this. Now, um, the very first block, is protection debt then next up on that is debt management emergency fund and investments so protection you know even though you don't have much you have to protect what you have and what i mean by that is you know 
Well, you know, if you are no longer, for one thing, if something were to happen to you, you do have to make sure that, you know, unfortunately, burial these days costs quite a bit. So make sure you have that covered. Um, another thing too, um, you know, I'm going to give you guys a lesson on life insurance. The reason why protection is very important is because it's not for you, but it's giving you that peace of mind to take care of those that you're leaving behind. And then you also have, um, the long-term care protection which if anything were to happen to you, you know, um, where you get deathly ill or terminally ill or, you know what I mean? Or even just you're not able to perform at work like you used to, that will serve as a supplemental income. So this is what I talk about, always trying to be prepared no matter what the circumstances are. Um, protection comes in all sorts of, you know, forms, you know, not trying to tread away from <laughs> the topic here, but it's always good to have that protection, you know, and make sure you have that handled early. And then, uh, for me, I had that prior to my divorce because my ex and I both believed in that, you know, we didn't want to leave that burden on our children or our family members, you know, um, at least if something were to happen to us, you know, uh, the kids were taken care of. So, you know, just always remember what you're leaving behind. And then the next step, you know, like I said, I had the life insurance. I was able to upkeep it, you know, even though times got hard, I still, you know, continued to maintain and fund my life insurance. The next one is debt management. Um, you know, I'll be honest, I skipped that for many months during my journey here because I was afraid that I was not going to be able to, um, pay that stuff off. And I was like, just kind of looking at a day to day, you know, life, like, okay, I want this. And, you know, at times it's like, you know, I, I really do believe I should have you know, instead of spending on things that I didn't need, I should have actually had that go towards debt. Um, and that should definitely be a priority. Now, the reason why managing debt is a priority is because, well, if you continue to have debt, that debt will actually roll up to the next of kin. You know, um, they'll start taking things and, you know, there's no need for that. And even if you're still alive, it can be a hindrance, you know, um, reaching your, your goals and dreams. Because, you know, let's say, for example, you have debt, your credit is bad, and your credit is pretty much, you know, your credibility. It's your financial credibility. So if you're trying to get a new car, you're not going to be able to do so. You won't get approved or you'll be approved you know, with, you know, a much higher rate and that's no fun. And then of course with that, you know, it's going to make it almost impossible to buy a house or it's going to, you know, it's just a pain in the butt. And even when you do try to, 
um, apply for certain jobs. For myself, I was actually trying to get a job at the prison system and they checked my credit. And uh, my credit was not where it needed to be, so they were, you know, um, working with me to fix that. And, you know, credit goes up and down um, depending on our, our, you know, our lifestyle choices and our spending habits. So it's like the goal is to pay off debt and basically, you know, keep that, you know, keep that debt under control. Um, for me, during my married years, I was able to pay things off. My credit was looking great. And then, of course, things happened, you know. Um, sometimes, you know, we have to figure out our wants versus our needs. And it's like when you're with somebody that has a lot of wants, that doesn't really work out the best way. So that's something to really consider. Uh, but, you know, get rid of all your liabilities. Be the responsible person. And that's where I'm at right now. You know, I'm like, okay, let me pay off all of my debt. I want to feel, you know, this debt is weighing you down. This debt is like cinder blocks that are at your feet and you're trying to swim up to the surface, but you can't because it's weighing you down. And then the next one, which I do have, typically we recommend emergency funds to be at least like, you know, 10 months worth of your income. But not everybody has that. I do have emergency funds um, and, you know, just to make sure that just in case something happens, I can pay something. I always like to have, you know, a cushion in my savings account. Uh, that way I know that, you know, um, if anything were to happen, I have something and I'm not stressed out, you know. So it's like uh, a habit that I've made for myself is, you know, I have pretty much for the most part, two paychecks a month. And my first, of course, you know, the first paycheck usually goes to rent and that's pretty much my entire paycheck almost. <laughs> so it's like, what I'll do is, you know, I, I know that I can't spend a whole lot during that week or during that period of um, time and during that month. And then I will actually, my next paycheck, I'll take like a little bit more like than half of that, like maybe 75% and I'll put it in my savings account. Sometimes I do dip into it because you know what I mean? I, I It's like more of a psychological thing for me where I feel like I have to put money in there and then I use the other account for my bills, if that makes sense. Like I said, not all of these, you know, however, Whatever suits you the best, work on that. But, you know, during these times, these are the times that we really need to start looking at, you know, our finances and really being more cautious with what we're doing with our money and really making things last. Um, and then the final one is investment. It's always great to have some type of investment, you know, because you're saving for your future. So I have that for myself. Um, I have... I actually have something personal and I have my work 401k um, just in case because like later on, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm 36 and I'm not getting any younger and eventually I would like to have, you know, something 
saved up um, you know a nice nest egg so when that time comes I'm able to um, you know meet the goals that I need to so there you go well you know that there's a brief semi brief um, you know lesson with financial foundation for you guys you know hopefully that was helpful and if you guys want me to get more into depth with that then I would be more than happy to do so so anyways guys I think I've talked your ear off for quite a bit (laughs) but look this is a new chapter be happy now it's time to find those pieces that are going to help you level up find your new triforces of wisdom and get yourself to where you need to be raise your vibration be happy and you know just do the things that are going to make you the better version of yourself be that person that you can be proud of be that person that your kids can be proud of and your significant other can be proud of this is about you okay you know never mind all the things that are going on yes you know but work on your inside work on yourself from the inside okay Be kind to yourself, and until then, I'll talk to you guys soon. Have a great day.